Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. Because, Jared, we are a few hours away from February. God. How's that make you feel? Um, I, I I don't know. Where did January go? I, I don't. It just like blinked and it's gone. In fact, we didn't even realize it, but. Um, until today, every single show that we had posted still said 2023. It took us the entire month of January mm. to figure out it was 2024, and we're already a month into it, but it feels like that was like three days. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't quite understand it. Uh, um, <laughs> that statement is an accurate reflection of my life, I feel like. <laughs> there you go. Because, um, uh, we've, uh, we've we've skipped this show on occasion uh, here in the last few weeks because... The slate for Thursday, while it has a lot of games, typically lacks exciting games. And then we'll be like, man, there's just not a lot that we really want to talk about. And then we get to Thursday night. We look at Friday slate and we're like, we've got like seven games. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's even it's even thinner. It's even it's it's not even even thinner. It's like 19 times thinner. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, you know, we should just we should just do some these are some decent games here. We've got, as you can see on screen, uh in the extended cut, we'll cover the plays of the day, handful of A grades, uh, multiple A grade unders. Uh, if you're with us over on Dub Club, that sign up link as always is in the show description. Otherwise, we're going to start off here 7 p.m. Eastern with Tulane and SMU. Because, um, Jared, this one's all about the pace that Tulane is going to bring to this game. SMU will play with you faster or slower either direction, and they are better on defense. But Tulane is an all-offense, no-defense, fast-paced team. That doesn't mean they're guaranteed to go over. Uh, in fact, we talked actually – Jake and I talked 24 hours ago about the Florida-Kentucky game saying, like, I'm not saying it goes over or under, but when you set a number like 171 in that game, it's like, okay, you, you've done it. You've We talked all season. We've talked about the books haven't caught up. They aren't going high enough. Some of these better teams, these play over or whatever, and we've been making a lot of money doing it. And we're like, maybe they kind of caught up. I, I don't think they've quite caught up here yet. I think this number should be a little bit higher. This is only a C grade for us, though, because we think we're getting closer in this regard. Still like the over with a team like Tulane involved, uh, but when the models is about 160, it's not the best value to go over 157. Now, to be fair, 157 is a C plus. It's almost a B. In theory, if you don't have a lot of plays, you can probably treat this as a B grade, not a big deal. 156 and a half would be a B, but the difference between winning and pushing there is probably not a big deal for a lot of people. No idea where this number goes, but still think this is more likely to get around 160 than hang in the mid 150s and the uh, books are treating it like those are equally likely but we think maybe a little bit more points so we're going to lean over on this one cousin jared what's your take whenever you get a team like Tulane here that is number number five in pace uh, a 133 as you see on your screen there i don't really even necessarily look at the other team's pace so like smu for example i don't care that they play with average pace I don't really care that SMU has a good defense. I don't really look at that either. What I look at uh, in games like this is the other team's offense. Is the other team going to be able to maximize all of those possessions that they're going to get by Tulane playing really fast? And SMU's defense, is, or excuse me, offense is plenty good enough to capitalize on all of those uh, possessions that they get. Um, you know, we talked about some of our, our favorite SWAC schools. Let's just say maybe Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, goes fast. Still scores a lot of points, but the offense iffy, 
at times. Like those are the types of teams where, you know, I would see a fast pace and I would still say, oh, I don't know. That, that gives me some pause. But here I think SMU is going to do plenty with the possessions they get uh, based on that offensive rating. So I, I like this over, like you said, even though it's 157, upper 150s, still, still like this one. You know, one of the things that I have in the model, it doesn't affect it too much, but it does a little bit, is not just pace, of course, but pace um, home versus road. Are you Do you play faster at home or on the road? Because we see certain teams kind of just have a little bit different of a style. It's not a big move for either one of these teams, but Tulane tends to have slightly more possessions at home I should be on the road than at home hmm. and SMU since have slightly more possessions at home than on the road. Interesting. I don't know if it means anything. It probably doesn't, but I would be remiss if I didn't point out that these teams played twice last year. Um, the game at Tulane had 126 points. It went under by 32. The game at SMU had 185 points. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to see something quite like that. I think that's a great example of what we're always talking about, which is about a yeah. third of the time the teams just get hot and it doesn't really matter what you think. It's just the over was yeah. going to win. It didn't matter the number. And the third yeah. is going to be the other direction, right? And yeah. where we're making money is where we have a typical game and where are we getting value from just turning a few losses into wins, right? And that's really yeah. what we're trying to do is, is if you're, if you're out there and you're, and you're, you know, 49, 50%. We're just trying to turn enough losses to wins to get you break even. And if you're break even, you're on 52%, right? We're just trying to turn enough losses to wins to get you 54%. We're just trying to turn a few more losses into wins, help you out, build that bankroll. And uh, it, I, so I don't think that's a great example of that necessarily, but I, I do think it's interesting that we did have the matchup at SMU did go a lot faster. It's kind of what the model would be indicating here that we should have a little bit of a faster pace. Um, in this one than uh, maybe if it was the, the flip location. And like you said, I think the biggest thing is, well, SMU is a better defense than uh, than they do offense. Their offense is still pretty good. And in fact, their offense is still better than Tulane's. And so mm -hmm. if Tulane's able to get that pace up, SMU should score plenty. And so uh, lean over, don't love the number, but think it's still worth a play on a Thursday that even though it has more games, we actually have fewer A-grade plays right now on Thursday than we do on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So uh, this could be a good one to look at, uh, which take us to uh, the game of the night, Wisconsin and Nebraska right here by far, according to sideline, the best game. Uh, as you can see, they're on screen. Uh, you may have to, to zoom in a little bit if you're on your phone. Uh, Wisconsin ranked number 10th overall in the country. And we've talked all season about Wisconsin, their defense, not bad, just maybe not up to par with what we're used to, but their offense is fantastic. The offense is really carrying this Wisconsin team. Nebraska, according to Simon, ranked 39th. Again, not a resume ranking, just a how good we think you are now. Nebraska's had a very good season, too. We've talked a lot about both of these teams. Wisconsin still wants to slow this game down, but the quality of offenses here, according to sideline, should lead us to about 150 points. And this is that classic case we've been talking about where the books are still, for a lot of these teams, going off of reputation of past. And in the reputation of the past that Wisconsin's a lower-scoring team and Nebraska's a lower-scoring team, I just don't think that's true this year. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your take on this game? I, I love... I, well, okay. So we talked about it last time I was on Wisconsin offense. We got a winner there. Uh, offense better than the defense. Uh, Nebraska at home. I mean, a, a lot of the Big Ten teams, obviously, we've talked about it, this a lot as well, that, but those teams play 
Big Ten teams in general seem to play a lot better at home. Uh, Nebraska is especially so. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, what's in the water uh, there in Lincoln, but they seem to be able to step up in, in any game. I remember uh, in non-conference games, they were blowing teams out at, at home. And so I think Wisconsin has a good offense. Nebraska is going to get their points at home. I mean, what they knocked off Purdue at home uh, a few few weeks ago. I think this game, I think, has a chance to get into the. I wouldn't be surprised if this game got into like 160, upper 150s, uh, 160. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Yeah, Nebraska's only real non-showing at home was that Creighton game, which was a little bit surprising that they got blown out like that. But but you yep. mentioned at home, they beat Michigan State. That win looks better and better by the by the day with yep. uh, how good Michigan State just looked. They, they uh, even they went on the road and, and destroyed Kansas State. This has been a pretty good team. Yep. Uh, in fact, these two teams have already played this year, and that game got to one sixty, went over the total by one forty. Uh, of 144 by 16 points. I'm pretty sure we had the over, and that one is an A grade as well. I can't remember because we played a lot of these better teams. Not all of them, uh, but a lot of these bigger team games has been kind of over or past for so, us. So, other than a few random vacations. So, so you're you're telling me? So, I mean, we just gave the SMU and Tulane example where it was just wildly varied. But mm. you're telling me that we already went over this number by 16 points ish at one time this season, and we're doing the same thing again. Same thing, same number. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't tell you yeah. why. No. I mean, it it feels right with both of these teams based on what we've seen and the trends that we've seen with these teams this season. It still feels right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I guess I'm saying I can't tell you why the number hasn't gone up. I mean, it, yeah. it, it should be uh, a 160. I think was a little bit high. I'm not sure we get quite there again. We could, but that's not maybe the average. I would say. But when yeah. you look at it, Wisconsin's gone over more than they've gone under. Nebraska's gone over twice as many times as they've gone under. And, and like I said, the, the, mm. just, the books just haven't really caught up yeah. um, with a lot of teams. They're starting to catch up on some and and whatnot. But it's just been slow adjustments, and so we've been ahead of this train, um, especially with these two teams. And I don't really see why it shouldn't continue. So A grade pick on the over with regards to the game. You can see right there on average the model projects Nebraska by now average of a tenth of a point <laughs> the, the uh, win probability towards nebraska shifts it what the model says it should be minus 101 i mean we're talking about a real coin toss game i think the books have priced it about us which i think it's priced pretty well it should be an interesting wisconsin the better team but on the road no idea who wins but i love the fact too with the over in a close game we have a chance for yep. overtime yep. late fouls the purdue yep. game here the night before went over i don't think it needed the overtime but hey it's always fun when you, you got that in your back pocket as yep. an extra yep. possible way to win yeah uh, and so we've got multiple avenues to win on this one like i, said, I don't think it needs overtime but it might be there so uh, yep. a lot of good information here on screen as a reminder if you'd like to see all that information for every single game you can do that by joining Dub Club. You can scan the QR code on screen, get your first month for $5 off. Uh, you can also click the link in the show description for that. And we will wrap up our free show picks before we head into the extended cut and talk about our two plays of the day, total variety and side variety, with a late game between Stanford and Arizona State. This is something you could watch on television. It's not on the Pac-12 network. <laughs> Uh, which is which I, I did check because so I was like, it kind of matters for whichever random Pac 12 game we're going to pick, at least make sure it's not on friggin' Pac 12 network. Um, Arizona State's a team that I've enjoyed going under on uh, all season mm -hmm. with their defense as good as it is. The offense for power six standards is just clueless, yeah. Interesting enough, Stanford, on the other hand, has been a team we'd like to go over on. They've got a better offense and defense. They play fast. We know there will be pace in this one. But really, 
when you look at the screen there, there has to be one number that jumps out at you. One of these is not like the other, and that is Arizona State's offense. We are actually in a bigger game going to go under. We do it from time to time. Again, we do have multiple A-grade unders for you, if that's your thing over on Dub Club. We're going to go B-grade under on this one, under 151, 140, uh, 152 would be your A grade. So we're a full point away from that, but this game projects to be most likely in the one forties, making under 151, a pretty solid pick. Cause Jared, give us your take. Anytime that I see sideline do an about face, like it has done here, it, I cannot tell you how many times sideline has been on Stanford over uh, this year. It has been on Stanford overs a lot. And so, like I said, the fact that it is saying you need to take the under here, uh, kind of sticks out to me. I like that this game is at Arizona State. I, I feel like we've seen Arizona State at home uh, win some games against teams they probably shouldn't have beaten. I, I think about Utah, for example, back at the uh, beginning of January, beat Utah at home. And, and just playing at home, I think they have a better chance of pulling this Stanford team down into the type of game that Arizona State wants to play, which is like meh, a lot of meh offense. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this too, but mostly for me, this is sideline doing the about face on, on Stanford. That's uh, pretty strong signal to me that we should be on the under. And we've done really well with these overs in Stanford games. Stanford's 12, six and one, according to cover. So again, maybe 13 and six, maybe 12 and seven, that push could have easily gone either way for you. But, uh, we've been mostly on these overs for Stanford. It's mostly worked well for us. There's been a couple of exceptions where it hasn't, but when you look at the last four games, they're two and two, um, with regards to the, to, to the total, they've also had an earlier conference game under against UCLA. So they can definitely play um, either direction with you. These two teams did play earlier this season in a game that is one of the ones of the 12 games that went over by half a point, according to this number cover. So you might have actually got the under on this one, depending on when you bet it. Uh, but 73-76, that's 149 points. And the total, according to covers at the time, was 148.5. So they've already played right around where the model is saying a number in the 140s um and uh we're kind of thinking the same thing would happen here Arizona State's been um pretty 50 50 on the totals they've been another team that can kind of go either direction with you um you know depending on what style of, of basketball you're looking to play and I think that's what's interesting about this one is because we won't have one team really trying to speed up or slow down the pace it'll just be kind of a normal ho-hum thing it's just Arizona State wants to play a grinded out game it's not about the pace as much as it's about the uh you know defensive intensity they want to win with their defense yep. um, and so like you said at home we tend to think the home team has a little bit better of a chance to uh, kind of play that type of game and Arizona State wants to keep this lower scoring um but thankfully no real pace worries here they've already played a game right around this um in the 140s Seems like this number's a little bit too high. It's why it's a B grade. It's not our favorite play. If you can get up, this number starts climbing into the mid-150s, it starts becoming one of our favorite yeah. plays. Yeah. But as it is, still think worthy of a play for you here, B grade value, which means we're going to put a little bit on it, maybe not as much as one of the A grades, though, uh, that we do uh, love so much. That is the recap. You can join us over on Dub Club for the extended cut. If you're with us on Dub Club, you are watching a different link you have the special extended cut link and so you can stay tuned for more college basketball talk after the musical interlude but otherwise cousin jared do you have any parting words for the people here as we uh, embark on our second month of 2024 no i i've uh, that i just i'm i'm very befuddled now that it's february <laughs> i mean we're nearing 
uh, my favorite holiday. So uh, looking forward to, to, you know, 36 yeah. hours from now, whatever happens to be from, you know, 24 maybe from when you're watching, whatever, uh, to mm -hmm. Groundhog Day, which is always a fun one. So, uh, all right, again, hopefully you're with us and we'll see you on the other side of the mu music. If not, then we will see you tomorrow.